are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. Week three is now in the books for the 2023 NFL season. We are going to do a recap of each game from week three. And then before we end things tonight, we are going to go over the games for week four and give you guys our predictions. So the first game that was on the schedule for week three was the Thursday night matchup where the New York Giants traveled to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers did come out on top in this one with a score of 30 to 12. And they did just what we expected them to do. Their defense shut down that New York Giants team, only allowed them to score 12 points. Daniel Jones didn't do too well in that one. Uh, He only threw for 137 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. And then again, this team was without Saquon Barkley for the first of three weeks. And uh, they didn't really have anybody that could answer that that hole there for him. Matt Breida was their starting running back. and He only had four carries for 17 yards and a touchdown on the night. So this team did just as well as I expected him to do, Matt. Yeah, uh, yeah, we guessed on that one, and I'm sure most people have. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, he just – he's the – to me, he's – and you're not going to like this. To me, he's more of the quarterback of the team as he goes, the San Francisco 49ers go. Yeah. Brock Purdy, he, he is very efficient, you know, for what he is and stuff. And But, you know, his his QBR is what it is for a reason um, just because he doesn't, doesn't really lead that team. I think this team has changed once Chris McCaffrey hit it in the offense. Um, really, it really took off to a different level. And then as far as New York, without a run game, which we both don't really like Matt Breda, um, without a run game, I, um, you really didn't see this going far. It just puts Daniel Jones in a bad position. Um, he threw it 32 times and averaged four and a half, 4.3 yards and an interception. So, I mean, this... <sighs> Especially with his O line, what are you really going to do? He's running for his life the whole time. Right. He can't get any holes opened up for the run game. So, you know, once you start to get behind so much, how much can you really run it? It's it was just a snowball effect, and it's just it's just what's going to happen until Saquon comes back, which I think he's trying to come back for week five. I don't know about week four, but uh, it's just like a week to week high ankle sprain, but um. They really need to have their best player back. And I just don't get why they don't try to get Darren Waller more involved. Um, To me, he's right now their best player on the team. Slayton's good, but your leading receiver should be Darren Waller. Um, I know he's your tight end, but, you know, he's a hell of a guy. He's a huge guy, big targets. You know, I, I, I think they'd be more successful even when Saquon comes back to start getting Waller more involved and treat him more as like their main target. Like a Kelsey, like a Travis Kelsey style. I I, I just don't like them not underutilizing. I mean, the, he had three catches, um, and he it's he had how many on the season? He's had twelve catches for 132 yards on the season through week three weeks. That's just way under for for what he should be. He should easily be top target on that team. You know what I mean? Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I agree, especially, like you said, they don't really have a receiving core there with the Giants. And, Slayton's you know, not bad. I mean, he's not bad, but, you know, other than him, they really don't have anyone. So, I mean, this is – and to me, that's one of the main reasons why they even traded for Darren Waller was so that they could have that 
that yeah. threaten, threatening tight end like a Travis Kelsey or you know an Evan, Evan Ingram or somebody like that. So to me, they aren't really utilizing him to his full potential. I, I think, and it's like Kevin. It's like the Kyle Pitts effect. <laughs> like right. what's going on there? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would try like this team. I feel like they were trying to make a statement with running the ball as far as not, you know, not having Saquon. I think they were trying to make a statement saying that they don't, they could still utilize the run game even without Saquon there. And it just didn't work out for them. You think so? They, they had, they tried, they had 11, 11 rushing attempts. I don't think they tried at all. I I think, yeah, but they didn't really have, I mean, they didn't really have anything going for them at all. I mean, yeah, they threw the ball 20 sometimes, but look at how it, you know, Daniel Jones, or they, excuse me, they threw the ball 30 sometimes, but Daniel Jones only had 137 yards. I mean, again, this was that 49ers defense that, you yeah, know, right. is, is one of the best in the league, but it's hard to, to me, judge off that, that, that alone, you know, right. To me, I just f- feel like, you know, the 49ers knew what the giants were going to do without having Saquon and they were able to shut it down. Yeah. Both sides of the ball. I mean, uh, both aspects of their offense, they were able to shut down, you know, the run game and the passing game. So, I mean, this one, like I said, we we pretty much called it. We said that the Giants or the 49ers were going to have a, a pretty good time here with the this poorly put together Giants team. So, I don't know. I don't see the Giants doing much this year, even with Saquon back. Like, he played that first game against Dallas, and they were unable to put up a single point. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on here. Brian Dable's offense, I expected more out of them from this year, but they really just haven't lived up to the to the hype. I mean, I wouldn't jump ship yet if I was a Giants fan. Um, I would. Saquon is coming back in the next couple of weeks, and they still made the playoffs last year, and you could argue this is a better team than last year with Wallen added, uh, Waller added. Um, and they did do some stuff on the defensive line, I believe. Um I mean, you still have Dexter Lawrence and shit. I mean, it's not like you don't have you have a bad Xavier McKinney. You know, they they don't they don't have bad like defensive players. Jaha Ward. You know, I would I would consider some of these players you know pretty decent. And the chances of making a playoffs is what I'm saying is slim to none this year, just because the NFC has gotten much better as a whole yeah. from last year. Um, but you know, I wouldn't jump ship totally if I was Giants. You know, they're a better team than last year, and they made it, so there's some hope. But I mean, yeah, on paper they're a better team, but they're not showing us that they're a better team right now. I mean, most teams they're... aren't. I mean, it's week three. We just we've seen Jaguars struggle. We've seen Dallas struggle. We've seen Philly struggle. We've seen Kansas City struggle up until this week. You know, yeah, but most teams struggle. A team like to figure Giants. it out. Usually, when a team like the Giants struggles, though, that's that's their season pretty much. Like no one's really looking. I don't think there's really anybody looking at the Giants right now and saying, "Oh yeah, they're 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 going to turn things around and be a playoff team again this year." I don't I don't think there's too many people saying that. Maybe only Giants fans, I would imagine. So I mean, I don't Did know. Did you think that in 2007? Well, wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, the year they won the Super Bowl. One of the years they won the Super Bowl. They're always a, but even not, even not. They're the years they make the playoffs are always like a sneaky team that makes the playoffs. You know what I mean? I, I swear it's like every season they they make it to the playoffs. They were a sneaky play, uh, opponent to make the playoffs. They I mean, were like 
some dominant like, force. Yeah, when when Eli, Eli didn't have any dominant teams, did he? I mean, his the defenses were both pretty good those two years they won the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, this isn't yes. Eli's team. This isn't Tom Coughlin. This is Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't think this is the same sneaky Giants team that we've seen years prior. I, I Probably just, not. I think they're they're going to decline this year. I don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue that they have declined. Um, yeah. But we'll see. And then 49ers, they look like they're the best NFC team at the moment. Right. Um, as of week three, you know, and maybe the best team overall at the moment. I mean, they're just doing things effortlessly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I know it was the Giants, uh, one and two Giants, but it's still an NFL team and they're just yeah. doing things effortlessly. So, yeah, yeah they, look, they look pretty good. All right, next game up on the slate from week three, the Tennessee Titans traveled to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Now, the Browns did come out of there with the 27-3 victory over the Titans, and this Titans team just looked god-awful on Sunday against this Browns defense. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I picked picked Tennessee to win this, to be honest. I didn't have any faith in Jerome Ford and Deshaun Watson, but I I was wrong. Ford, I actually picked up on the waiver wire in my fantasy league, and he got me. Uh, yeah, I think it was like seventeen points. He did pretty well. Yeah, but yeah, the the Browns defense though they did a hell of a job shutting down Ryan Tannehill. He only had one hundred and four passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and then they did one heck of a job shutting down Derrick Henry. He had eleven carries on the day for twenty yards. So I mean, they came prepared for this offense, and they did a pretty damn good job of shutting him down. Yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks that game and a tackle for a loss, or three tackles for losses. Um, so, yeah, their defense is, is on point right now. And um, as far as their offense, Mari Cooper, him and Deshaun Watson have jumped off onto a good footing. You know what I mean? They look really good. Mari Cooper just makes quarterbacks look good in general, man. He's just such an underestimated wide receiver. He's never talked about, but... Look at the catches he made. Look at the catch he made down the sideline where the ref said he was out of bounds and he was nowhere yeah. near it. Did you see that one? Yeah. Dude, that guy, man, I miss him on Dallas. I don't know why the hell we got rid of him, but he just he's incredible when he's when he's on. And then um, you know, Tennessee, I mean, you got Tannehill throwing twenty five times and he has hundred and four yards and right. zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. A QBR of 23. I mean, that's the kind of quarterback you should have moved away from in the offseason when you had a chance, and I just don't know what the hell they were doing. But this is what they got themselves into, and, you know, do you think, Tennessee's going downhill real fast. How how soon do you think it is until we see Will Levis come in? Like, how soon do you think they're going to bench? Like, how many how many weeks from now do you think? Week five. Week five? Week five, I think you see Levis. Because they're going to yeah. lose next. Uh, who they play next week? I knew, and now I forgot. Their next week is yeah, Bengals and Bengals. I mean, not that they're, they're a really good team, right. but they're a better team than I trust them more than I trust Titans. Yeah. So they're going to lose too. that, uh, especially with a quarterback that just threw a hundred yards and zero touchdowns, and couldn't get the ball moving on the ground as well. Um, they're going to lose that, and then Will Levis is going to start Week Five, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're going to be one and you're going to be one and four at that point, right? Right. 
yeah, yeah one, one and three going one into week three. five. Going yeah. into one and four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think we're going to see Will Levis here momentarily. I mean, why I not? No. Yeah. What's I mean? What, what do we got here, you, Ryan Tannehill? You, yeah. Besides the, the Ryan the Ryan Tannehill experiment, I think is run its course there in Tennessee. Um, personally, I don't even know why they brought him back. I wouldn't have. I mean, he didn't really show me any value last year that would made me want to bring him back. Um, yeah. And obviously, they don't have too much faith in him if they took a quarterback as early as this, you know, second round in this last year's yeah. draft, and then last year they took um, a quarterback in the third round too. So, I mean. Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, he's he's done. Like I said, he's run his he's run his course there in Tennessee. Um, I think you got to put well Will Levison at some point just to kind of see if you have anything in that future quarterback of yours. So I mean, yeah, this game. Then you was brought just, Hopkins over to try to help him out. Right. And yeah, it's just and, there's not a connection there, and it's not like Hopkins fell off. I you know. I'd throw Will Levis in there and try to get something happening. Honestly, I would this week, but they're not going to. Um, nah, yeah, I would this week after I've seen that performance um, just to get something going here. I mean, it's only we, – we, you know, I just said don't jump ship for the Giants, and, you know, they are they do have one win – you know what I mean? So if they somehow pulled off this week, you know, they obviously still have but blah, 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 the that's, chance. That's different, though, like – that's different though, because last year the Giants were a playoff team, and you know we saw we saw some kind of spark from Daniel Jones. And last year though, yeah. Titan, Titans weren't a playoff team. Ryan Tannehill didn't really. I mean, he was injured a while last year, right. but he didn't really. When he played, he didn't really show us anything. So I mean, I yeah. think it's a different situation there in Tennessee. I think at some point here soon, I, within the next coming weeks, you gotta you gotta throw Will Levis in there. I mean, that's the shitty thing about being a rookie, though, uh, getting thrown into a a shit. Shit storm, you know what I mean? You'll be right. one in, you'll be one in three, and you get thrown in there and expected to wreak havoc and change the culture of a team at one and three when they're all uh, down and in the slumps and feeling like they're the worst team in the league. Yeah, you know I mean that's that's a terrible situation to put your rookie in, but you know that's that's also to see what they got in them, you know. Yeah, I and mean, then Deshaun Watson. Do you what do you think about him? You think he's got it back, or you think he's trending I mean, in the right direction, or just a prodigy of a Titans poor defense? I, don't I, I think it's too early to tell because last week against Pittsburgh, he kind of showed me some not so great things, but now this week against and it's, it's against Tennessee. Not not saying Tennessee's the worst team in the league or anything like that, but they don't really have their their defense isn't really anything to write home about. So I think. To I can't make a decision on on him on yeah, uh, yeah, Watson no. yet because he he played pretty well against uh you know a banged up Bengals team in week one and then like I said last week against Pittsburgh didn't really do much and now this week against Tennessee he kind of did you know what, what we expected him to do um so I, I don't know I think I need a couple more more weeks here to to see whether or not I can decide and make a decision on Deshaun Watson. And as far as the running back situation, I don't know that Ford has it locked down. I mean, he averaged 1.8 yards <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this week in in the rushing game. I mean, maybe keep him more in, in on passing passing downs. He was a much better – he's a much better passer or run catcher than he is, you know, what a rusher. I just – and it's not like – 
Tennessee has a an amazing front as well. And Kareem Hunt was getting I mean, he was only averaging two point six, but he's just getting back into the league and yeah and stuff. So I don't know. I think they move transition to Kareem Hunt in the next couple weeks, but yeah, more I experience agree. and he knows the offense and I would just trust him more with this on his back. But you know, we'll see there. Yeah, I mean it's not I a agree. bad team though. No, it's not. And you know, and the, it's the, hard the defense, to say that. The, yeah, the defense is phenomenal. I mean, yeah, after is. three weeks, they've they've played just as well. But you know, like, that's all due to you know defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Um, yeah, he's had his fair share of success defensively in the league. So I think I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Cleveland yet because their team, like I said, their defense is playing really well, lights out. But then again, offensively, you know, they don't have Chubb anymore. Ford, yeah, he did enough to help them win this past weekend. And like I said, I don't know how I feel about Deshaun Watson yet. So I think if they can get things pretty much figured out on offense, I think this team is going to be, you know, one of the better ones and they could probably have a good chance of winning that division. Oh, for sure. And I think Cream Hunt isn't a far step down from Chubb, so... Right. I think once they get him moving along and back into football shape and everything, I think I think they'll be better off. Yeah, and it's and he knows the team too cuz he's been there the last couple right. of years. So yeah. How awkward I mean, was that? Like, yeah. hey, I know you guys uh kind of kicked me out, but you know, yeah. hey, I'm back. We, we need you, buddy. Come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Do, do you think there's ever like an arrogance thing where players are like, "Nah, I'm good." Or do you think it's like, hey, it's a job? I think I think with certain players, there probably is. Like if if some if that happened to Antonio Brown, like you damn oh, you sure, damn well yeah. know, yeah, you're right. He's yeah. he's gonna play his the ego part there. But like I think, yeah, like, like Kareem Hunt, like most of those guys, they're just happy to have a job back in the NFL. So I mean, even if you're yeah. released and then get re-signed, you know, a couple games into the season, I think most of those guys are happy to be back and just playing football. Yeah. All right. Next game up, the Atlanta Falcons traveled to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions did come out of this one with a 20 to 6 win over the Falcons. Uh, The Detroit Lions defense did a pretty good job. They shut down BJ Robinson. He had 10 carries for only 33 yards, no touchdowns on the ground on Sunday. And then the Lions did a pretty decent job. Jared Goff, 243 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And then their first round pick, Jameer Gibbs, had 17 carries on the ground for 80 yards, but no touchdowns. So, I mean, the Detroit Detroit Lions did what I expected them to do. You know, like we keep saying over and over again, we love this Detroit team. And I think they're going to be pretty damn good this year. And, you know, they did a good job of holding Atlanta to six points and uh, coming out of this one with a victory. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Their defense did awesome. Proud of our Detroit Lions. Um, <laughs> Bijan Robinson, that kind of surprised me because he was having such a good start to the season and then they just kind of shut him down. I mean, he's still at 3.3 yards per cavert, which isn't good, but it's not like they they just, like, obsoleted him from the whole, the whole game. Right. And it was more so they were down, so, you know, he only got 10 carries. But Desmond Ritter, you know, it's kind of what I expected out of him for the most part. He had a 11 at a scale of 1 to 100 QBR. That's not good at all. Yeah, not good at all. So, not good at all. Um, And as far as, like, 
uh, Atlanta, like, what are they really else got going for them? I just they really not, nothing really. I mean, uh, defensively, they really don't have not anything really going for much. Them. Yeah, other than yeah. Bijan, Jesse Bates, yeah, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, maybe Drake London. I like uh, so offensively, they do have a few weapons, but I mean, I don't think it's enough to, especially with a guy like Desmond. And when do you think? Do you, when do you think they make the change? from Desmond Ritter. Do you think they ride with him this season, or do you think that at some point we're going to see Taylor Heineke? Oh, this Taylor Heineke is our backup. Uh, I mean, you kind of know what you got in Taylor Heineke. It's not like you're starting a... Yeah, I know, but if, I mean, but if, I mean if Ritter keeps playing poorly, do you think they make the switch at some point? I mean, let's look at his regular season stats. He... 55... 62 completion percentage... 500 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 83 quarterback rating. I mean, he's not he's not doing bad, but he's not like wowing you either. Like he's only had two touchdowns in, in three games. Like he's not even averaging one touchdown yeah. a game. So, but yeah, this is what his he's, second he's, year in the league. Uh, yeah, he was a rookie last year, but yeah, yeah he's he's yeah. doing enough to get by. But at some point, you know, when are they going to say enough's enough? We need that guy that's going to put us above and beyond. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're what one and two. I just are actually two and one. I'm sorry, they're two and one. I, you know, I, just that alone record record um, helps you a lot. Is your if you're doing bad, even right. if it, your your main contribute to the team not doing better. Um, I don't think Taylor Heineke puts them in a way better situation, but I guess just experience alone and not making. The mistakes and it's not like Taylor Heineke was bad. He just just seemed like he didn't have it when it was uh, time to have it. You know what I mean? Like right. if I needed you to march on the field and win this ball game, that's where he, where most quarterbacks struggle. That's what he did. He struggled. Um, I don't know. I, but I think I it's too soon. You know? Ritter, that's how, yeah, I, that's what I mean. Way, that's what I mean by not... Taylor Heineke. That's the way I feel about Desmond Ritter. So, I that's, mean, th- but that's what you get in court and average quarterbacks. And right. That, what did they think? I mean, you, he's a, he's a third round pick out of Cincinnati. Did you think you were getting, you know, I don't, a, you know, shroud or, you know, I, I don't know what they, what would you expect? You can't just expect to find a diamond in a rough and go with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the, like the Brock Purdy thing happened by accident. They didn't go into the draft him in the last pick of the round, uh, of the draft and be like, "We're definitely going with him next year." No, it just kind of yeah. happened as an accident. Yeah, you know, to pick a quarterback third and act like he's going to get you through the season. I don't know. Yeah, must be pretty high I, on him. So I'd imagine they wouldn't just go away with him. And they're still two and one, so just let it play yeah. out and maybe he'll surprise I mean, you, yeah. like a Jordan Love or you know. Yeah, right. I, I mean, right now they're they're definitely going to ride with him because they are, like you said, two and one. If they were zero and three, or maybe even yeah. one and two, right now, I think that that in the back of their in Atlanta's minds, they're probably thinking, "Hey, we might want to make a change here soon." But at two and one, it's hard to make that decision in, in three weeks. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, because you had two, expectations all off season, you got to let it develop. Right. Yeah. At two and one, like they're. <laughs> You know, New Orleans is also two and one. Buccaneers are also two and one. Like you're still at the top of that division right now at the, with that two and one record. So, you know, you don't really want to make the decision to switch it when things are going, you know, not too bad for you. 
And you beat the and you lost to the Lions, um, right? Which is a very good team, yeah. Very good team, and some say you know might be a really good playoff team this year. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, do you think they miss Swift? The Lions, I I think so. I mean, I would have yeah, kept. I'd say a little bit. I mean, even with Jameer Gibbs, like I think they could have kept either Swift or Jamal Williams. I don't know why. It, to me, it just didn't make sense to get rid of both of those guys. Yeah, I don't know what the thought process behind that is. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, not like Jameer Gibbs is doing terrible. No, he's 80 yards, 4.7 4. a carry. Um, that's pretty damn good. But yeah. I'm just saying, you, you just have that. It just feels like there is a little bit of a fall off. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see as it goes on. All right. Next game up. The New Orleans Saints traveled to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers just snuck out of this one with an 18-17 to 17 victory. Now, they were down uh, for most of this one and did come back with a come-from-behind win at Lambeau Field. And Derek Carr did leave the game in, in the third quarter with a shoulder injury. I haven't really heard anything too much on that. I would imagine he's going to be – AC join or something. Yeah. I would imagine he's probably going to be – Yeah, from what I'm understanding, it's probably looking like uh, what's-his-face is going to start. Jameis Winston. Um, Jameis Winston. So it seems like a week-to-week thing. It's an AC joint. Yeah. In the shoulder. So. Yeah. But th- this game, Jordan Love, I think he played pretty decently. Uh, he did have a 50% completion percentage, but he did throw almost 260 yards, a touchdown, and he had one interception on the day. But they're, this Packers offense is really missing uh, Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon – the guy that's, you know, there's number two guy there. He had 11 carries on the ground for 33 yards. So he isn't really wowing me either. Like, this is a guy I expected to do big things in the absence of Aaron Jones, and he's just not holding up his end of the bargain. Um, Yeah, I agree there. Uh, but Jordan Love, you know, he, he, he they didn't score one for the first three quarters of the game. and. Right. That was super concerning. I'm like, are they really going to get shut out? And then they scored all 18 points and unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And uh, it might have had to do with Derek Carr going down because not that he was doing good, but, you know, he was, they were actually scoring the first half. Right. But, um, yeah, I agree. A.J. Dillon, you know, he's not really, I don't know. I'm just, I was expecting more out of it. Um I, I I always liked AJ Dillon, but maybe it's just because of that one two punch you have you know, Aaron Jones whipping around, flying around on the outside and stuff, then you have AJ Dillon just power running and it just seemed like he could, you know, hold up his end of the bargain, but yeah. I guess not. I don't know. But uh um, yeah. and then and then Jameis Winston, I mean, he didn't do too bad, so they just didn't move the ball much and seemed like the Packers just kept holding on to the ball. And, you know, I don't know the time of possession in the fourth quarter, but I imagine they pretty much sucked down most of it. So uh, Chris Olave, he had 104 yards. He does excellent for them every week. And then on the other side of the ball, Romeo Dobbs, which I think he might be injured. Um, he had 73 yards um, and a touchdown. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just – Kind of what I was expecting it wasn't an exciting game, kind of boring. And then end of the game, you're like, oh, shit, they're winning. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, they. I mean, I, it sure as hell looked like 
Packers were going to lose this one, and then they they came back <laughs> yeah. and and won. I don't but know. Like how. You said, I think it. I think that's something to do with Carr going out. I mean, he was doing a pretty good job of you know them moving the ball while he was in there, and then after the injury is when Green Bay came back, took the lead, and eventually won this game. So, um. I don't know. Green Bay, they just keep getting by, except for that, you know, they lost last week by a point to the Falcons, and then they had a pretty good victory over the Chicago Bears in week one. But, I mean, they're going to have to do more. Jordan Love's going to have to do more if they want to continue to win because they got some, they're going to have some tough opponents coming up here shortly. And both teams are getting their running backs back shortly. Um, right. Aaron Jones is, um, I want to say, on his way back soon. I don't. I haven't heard of the latest. And then, um, on the, on Saints, Camara, he's off his suspension, right? Yeah, he'll be coming back next week. Yeah, or this week yeah, coming up. So that's going to be big help for them because they really don't have a rushing attack over there in, in New Orleans. So right, they'll be they'll be much better off, especially once they figure out this Derek Carr situation. Um, I mean, I don't really know who's better, Derek Carr or Jameis Winston, but... I, I think I Derek really Carr think they... has a slider edge. I don't know. You just don't like Derek Carr. You're a hater. <laughs> I just... I don't know. I just I don't think he's that you're, much... You're of a sour about Derek Winston. Carr for some reason. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think he's exciting. I don't think he's anything to write home about. I, mean, you know, I, just... I don't think he's exciting, but, you know, he gets the job done. Like six times out of Does 10. He? I don't know. Yeah. 60% of the time he works every 60% time. 60% you know? of the time, every time, every time. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't yeah, think yeah. he does at all. I think you have just as much a chance to win this. They had pretty much the same numbers besides he had one touchdown. I mean, I would, I would say, I would say like, it's not like 50 50, like one, they're the same. I would say like Derek Carr, like 51 49, like he's just that, that tad bit. Derek Carr had. Is, was 13 for 18, 103 yards, 5.7 average, and one touchdown. Jameis Winston right. was 10 of 16, 101 yards, 6.3, and zero touchdowns, and that was in one quarter. Oh, yeah, see? Uh, Derek Carr's better. He had, he had that tutty. Yeah, that, was a, that was three quarters worth one quarter. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would go with Derek Carr. I, I would imagine, like, there's no way – that this team's going to start Jameis Winston over David Derek Carr if he's healthy, but no, not that they bought. No, yeah, not that they. Yeah. They, they pay a lot of money, money to They're going to yeah. let him ride it out. Yeah, that was their mistake. But <laughs> all right, next game up on the slate. Uh, this one was a bloodbath. The Denver Broncos traveled to Miami I didn't watch it. on the Dolphins. The Dolphins won this one seventy. That's right, seventy to twenty. Uh, <laughs> What the hell's going on in Denver, Matt? I mean, I watched highlights this game. I didn't even watch it because honestly, I thought I knew it was going to be a blowout, and I thought it was just going to be boring. But holy shit, seventy! To, I kept looking, tuning in on the scores. I'm like, what are they doing? I just, I don't even know, man. Like Russell Wilson, you'll see a good play, you see a good throw here and there, and then it's just like, what? Are you, what the fuck is he doing? I mean, and then. Russell. Tua, like he plays awesome. Um, do you think it's? Do you think it's the left hand that makes him like odd? Like, I, I mean, I have yes. To, I imagine some people like they. Some people would say it's yeah. a disadvantage to be left-handed. 
I don't think so. I think it's an advantage for him because all these DBs and stuff, the way they turn, I mean, I'm no expert, but it, it just comes out differently. It's, it's, it flies to the air differently. It's, it's different to see, especially like if you're a DB on the right side and the left side, you can, I don't know. It's just, I'm watching, like I watched the highlights and I'm like, is it a, a little bit of a, an advantage? But I also think Denver is just that bad. Um, this game, I mean, Mike White came out and threw a touchdown too. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what there's not, there's all, there's good teammate. There's good players on this Denver team. They just, uh, just an embarrassing outing and maybe it was just a fluke and obviously they're zero and three, but 70 to 20 is a fluke. And if they played each other 10 times, it wouldn't happen again. Um, I mean, yeah, I think the dolphins would still win they would beat them nicely yeah. like nine 30 to 10 games, 30 yeah. to 10 and you know 35 yeah. to 15 you know but 70 to 20 is just it doesn't happen off i think that's the third time in history it's been 70 plus on an opponent i forget what the yeah. stat was it, it showed it was yeah it, it was wasn't like the much second or third highest score in nfl history but yeah i mean yeah. i don't i don't know what to say about the broncos because They've they've got the they players. Suck. They got the coach. They want. They're the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I I mean, are they though? Or, like you would put them worse than the Bears? I don't know. Man. That's a tough one. I don't know if I could pick. The, like I said though, like bad. on paper, no, because on paper Broncos don't look bad. I I don't think they look bad on paper at all. Um, no, they have a lot of good key players. Um, I just even on they have certain on defense, you know what I mean? They have a turn yell guy, he stood out to he stood out pretty good. Um I I, I think and then who's their receivers? They got Sutton, Jerry Judy. Yeah, Courtney Jerry Sutton. Judy, Mims, he had a hell of yeah. a game. Um Like you could name people at every position really, and and you know who they are. Javante Williams, he's not that good of a running back, but I mean, yeah, he's he's not bad though. I mean, he's not he's not bad, but you can name somebody at every key position, and and people know who they are. It's not like you're yeah. no naming like uh, I guess you would say the Bears kind of are in a lot of positions, but um, not on paper and eye test. I don't know, man. They might be right there. They might be the worst. I, I just it's just a new system, and I guess he's trying to change the culture of this, and maybe him and uh, Russell Wilson aren't seeing eye to eye. It's just you know I know I know as soon as he came in there and Russell Wilson had all these private people working for him. Um, Sean Payton's like I don't know if they were trainers or friends or what. And Sean's like, now we get our own. You know the organization will provide them. Yeah. We don't. You know you're not above anybody else. You sit at the same table as everybody else, buddy. So I don't know if they see eye to eye. They both have very high egos. Um, and that might play part in this, but I don't know. They got a brutal ass whooping, and that's the that's it for their season. So it doesn't really matter once you start zero yeah. three. That's it. I doubt you have. <laughs> I think it's like a. I want to say it's like a four percent chance or something. I see. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely difficult to bounce back from an zero and three start. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see them. They're done anyway. So yeah, I don't see them doing much this year. This will be this last um, year there. This will be Russell Wilson's last year there. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, 
for sure. Especially with Sean Payton. I think he's going to want to bring in his own quarterback for either, you know, through the draft or free agency or a trade or something. But I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think after this season, unless they can drastically turn things around, not saying that they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but I think if they can at least win like eight or nine games this year, I think they keep Russ. But I don't see that happening this year at all. I don't see them turning things around to the point where they, you know, keep Russ there. I, yeah, I think they'll end up with six, seven games wins, but I, yeah. I still think they'll, they'll part ways. They'll probably lose their ass out on it because they owe a shitload of money, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're going to pay the rest of guaranteed contract, yeah. I think they'd be okay with that just to get rid of them, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think they would too. All right, next game up, the Los Angeles Chargers traveled to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Now, Los Angeles did sneak out of there with a 28-24 to victory over the Vikings. Justin Herbert looked phenomenal, 40-47 of for 405 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Now, Kirk Cousins, he did throw 50 passes, only completed 32 of them, though, for 367 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Um Los Angeles Chargers took care of business. I mean, this is what we've been expecting to see from them. You know, they've got a pretty stacked team as well. On paper, they're one of the better teams in the league. So, you know, it was about time they won a game. Um, but Minnesota fell to 0-3. I mean, I just I feel bad for Kirk Cousins. And it's not even his fault. Like, no, he's playing great like football right now. He is. And it's like people are already talking about him being on the trading block because they're 0-3. Yeah. It's like... I don't know, because he might be their best player outside of Justin Jefferson. I mean, yeah. what other quarterback? Okay, so you get rid of Kirk Cousins. So who are you putting there that's going to be better than Kirk Cousins? Right, yeah. I don't know, you, because not uh, there's not – Kirk Cousins is a top 10 QB. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you're going stats-wise, and obviously in the last couple of years, you could say he's top five. Yeah. And uh, just pure hold, hard stats and not eye test or anything. Um even his interception, if I'm thinking of it, wasn't it deflected, this one? Yeah. So I don't even think it was a – It wasn't even his fault. His poor – yeah. And then now uh, Madison, he almost had that fumble. It's just one of those games where, again, nothing was going their way. And um, <laughs> then you have Justin Herbert going toe for toe-to-toe with fucking Kirk Cousins throwing up. You know, like you said, forty of forty-seven passes completed. That's 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 insane. That's insane. Um, Mike Williams, unfortunately, and uh, suffered a season-ending injury. Yeah. So there goes my fantasy team yet again, and <laughs> uh, puts up twenty-five points for me. And then, oh, just so you know, he's done for the season. Oh, cool. Um. So that would probably lead up. Uh, Joshua Palmer will come up, and then they they use uh their tight end Donald Parham. Is that how you say, that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, um, they use him in the red zone, so I'm sure you'll see him in the red zone more if you're following fantasy. Um, now that Mike Williams is gone, so you're going to want to try to get Joshua Palmer or that <clears throat> tight end, um, and then Justin Jefferson. I mean, Keenan Allen, before I get off them, 215 yards. Come on, man. Insane. Yeah, great. And then Justin Jefferson, 21 averaged point uh, yards per catch at 150 yards. That's that's crazy. They were – that was a hell of a shootout, man. That was a good game. It was, yeah. And, you know, I thought 
like there was a couple points or a couple spots there at the end of the game where the Vikings had the ball and I thought they were going to come back to win it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was a close game. Uh, both these they got, defenses. They got the fire under their ass. I, I feel like yeah. they do, right? It's just nothing yeah. goes their way. No. And, I mean, like I said, I, feel, I just feel bad for Kirk because he's playing, you know, right? Like, honestly, right now, he's on pace to throw for six over 6,000 yards and over 50 touchdowns with just – I know that's probably one of his best seasons. Yeah. But I mean, they're just defensively. This team is just a mess right now. Like Mm -hmm. you can't expect to win games, you know, when you're allowing the Eagles to put up 34 points last week, you know, the chargers almost put up 30 this week. Like at some point, you know, your offense is doing their job. The defense has to meet them in the middle and do their job as well. So yeah, Kirk and this offense, are they're doing great, but at the same time, at a certain point, the defense has to show up and help this team win games. Yeah, I mean, in Los Angeles scored a touchdown in every quarter, and then um, Minnesota just came out slow and sluggish and didn't score anything in the first quarter. And other than that, they scored 10, 7, and 7. So that the first quarter was the difference in this game. They just came out slow, and Los Angeles just kept on the throttle. And yeah. just has all she wrote and it's just unfortunate. One of these teams had to go to 0-3. Uh, <laughs> it was the battle of the who wants to be 0-3 at least. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I knew it was going to be Chargers. I just couldn't see Justin Herbert going 0-3. But after watching Kirk Cousins play like that, it's like, wow, I can't even. If it was anybody else, he he wouldn't be 0-3. I don't know. It just Justin yeah, Herbert I mean... just kept down. Just kept hammering it. Yeah, and they had no I mean, run game, dude. He had Joshua Kelly. Eleven. He carried eleven times for twelve yards. So they had no run game. So <laughs> barely he threw it forty-seven yard times. Per, yeah, barely average one point one, bro. Yeah. And Madison had a pretty decent game. So they have, you know, Madison's not bad. He just, I don't yeah. know. Um, no, like I said, like I said, this offense is playing really well for Minnesota. It's just the defense isn't. And that's their Achilles uh, heel, you know. As like I yeah. said, if they could figure it out on defense, Minnesota would be a very dangerous team. But I don't think they're going to figure it out this year. And you know, like we keep saying, statistically, dropping to zero and three, your chances of making the playoffs aren't that great. But I mean, I, I would feel like if any team could turn it around, it would be Kirk and this Minnesota team. I could see him going undefeated for the rest. Of, I mean, I don't really. Just real quick, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but. Let me just see their schedule. They play the Panthers next week. That's yep. going to be their first win. Yep. Um, and then they play the Chiefs. Unfortunately, that I mean, they could. They always pull off a a big win against a big opponent. And Chiefs aren't like insane this year. Um, we already been shown that if you shut down Kelsey or Kelsey's not playing at all, they're not much of a team. Um, yeah. So. Not get, I'm not saying I'm going to pick Minnesota for that game, but then they play the Bears. They do have a kind of a tough schedule, though. Bears, 49ers, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, Bengals, Lions. I mean, they could lose three more and still make the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. You can go 11 and, six, 11 and 6 and still make the playoffs sometimes. So Yeah, I mean, even last year, like we saw a couple teams go 10 and 7 and still make the playoffs, so. They're like I said. They're I can not... easily see them doing 
beating the odds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not completely out of it, but you know, after starting zero and three, chances of making the playoffs are get less and less with every loss. So I don't yeah. know. I, I'm hoping they turn it around. Like I said, I'm a big believer in Kirk. I think he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's just kind of in a shitty situation there in Minnesota. Yeah. All right. Next game up was the New England Patriots traveled to New Jersey to take on the Jets. And they snuck out of there with a 15-10 to 10 victory over the Jets. Um, not really much to say about this one. I mean, like I said, it was low scoring. Statistically, Zach Wilson th- completed 50% of his passes, 18-36 for 157 yards. I just yards hear there. it in your voice. Just that yeah, you're annoyed I, to even talk about him. I mean, at this point, though, like, Zach Wilson is trash. No one is, like, why, is the, why are the Jets still even trying? Listen, though, I thought at the end of the game, um, his completion percentage must have went way up from the from the third quarter to the fourth quarter because I'm telling you, at the end of the game, he was on. Um, he put a drive together in the fourth quarter. It was like zoom, 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 zoom. He was fucking nailing them. I'm telling you, let's, let's see if I can <laughs> but find that. But they didn't that. score. He put a drive Yeah, they got down they there and, some, and, some, and, some, and something happened. No, did, did they score? No, they – they scored all their points were they uh, scored they, they scored in the fourth quarter oh yeah they third did third quarter uh, yeah that yeah they put it together um it was a really beautiful drive i think it was a drive of his career um so i mean if i'm just looking at that drive maybe he had, where did that come from i have no idea he just got screamed at on the sideline from Garrett wilson and then he came in and they just hammered him but other than that you're right i mean there's nothing good about this offense um <laughs> Let me get back to my stat sheet here. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook, 18 yards with eight carries. Brees Hall, 18 yards, 12 carries. I mean, what are we doing here? These are This is supposed to be the top duo in the league um, yeah. coming in here, one of the top duos. Garrett Wilson had 48 yards, didn't even crack 50. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, other side of the field, uh, my boy Ezekiel Elliott still showing he's got it, buddy. Five yards per carry. That's what I like to see. Yeah. I told you he still got it. Yep. Um, sixteen carries for eighty yards uh, and a fourteen banger. He's he's strung out. He's better than Stevenson. I knew it going into it. Dallas should have kept him. He does that goal line work. He's good. He didn't have a touchdown this game, but. Now that he's going to get back into some shape and stuff, I guarantee they're going to start seeing him being used more. Um, this is the typical Mac Jones, um, Belichick game, just kind of trying to keep it low score, rely on your defense, um, and just dink and dunk, throw your, your little six-yard passes here and there, and um, let Zeke do some groundwork. And, you know, that's that's how Belichick wins ball games. just tries to keep it low and not have, not get in, end up into a shootout. You know, not that you would with yeah. Zach Wilson, but this was just a typical New England game. Boring. Yeah. Yeah, low scoring for both teams, kind of boring. Like I said, not much really to say about that one. All right, next game up on the slate, Buffalo traveled to Washington to take on the Commanders, and they came out of there with a whopping victory, 37-3 to over the Washington Commanders. Um, this one was a big defense I mean, day for – yeah, big defensive day for Washington, uh, or I'm sorry, for 
Buffalo. They uh, intercepted Sam Howell four times. Sam Howell threw yeah. four interceptions in this game. So, <laughs> I don't know. Sam Howell, maybe not the answer there in Washington. Um, now, Brian Robinson, he did a pretty good day on the ground. He had 10 carries for 70 yards, so he averaged, averaged seven yards a carry. Um, so, he did pretty well running the ball, but like I said, those four interceptions that Howell threw just killed this team. Yeah, and Josh Allen didn't really have a great game either. Um, no. I mean, he used his legs when he needed to. He had a high QBR game of 92. He was very efficient. But if you're just looking at like QB rating and stuff, it's not really that great on paper. I guess he played better than in person. I test him what he actually shows on numbers. Um, he had a pretty good game on the ground with his legs, three yards for 46 carries or 46 yards. Um, Stefan Diggs, he had a pretty good game, 111 yards. Uh, he doesn't really utilize, he'll utilize Dave, uh, Gabe Davis here and there, but it's mainly a Stefan Diggs offense. Um, yeah. and then, and then, uh, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, Sam Howell. You know, he's not a bad quarterback. He just needs time. I mean, it's only his second year in the league and his first year starting. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't write him off yet. It's not like it's a situation of, like, uh, Atlanta's quarterback. Um, he's not doing that bad. Uh, 65 completion percentage for the year. Three touchdowns. And uh, he's a little bit of a turnover problem. But, you know, so did Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the next one. Um, Stop it. I don't think, bro. <laughs> there ain't no way Sam Howell's going to be the next Peyton Manning. I don't – I think it's going to – like they're two and one, so it's not like they're just going to stop and go to Jake Fromm or Jacoby Brissett. Um, there's no reason to. You're still two and one, and you just played the Bills. So, you know, Josh Allen just had four, four or five turnovers against the Jets two weeks ago. So it happens. Um, we didn't yeah. get too excited from Washington, but it's the Bills are just a much better team than what Washington is, and you know, is what it is. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up, the Houston Texans travel to Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars thirty-seven to seventeen. I was upset about this one. <laughs> I mean, I've you know, one and one, the Jaguars were one and one coming in against an 0-2 Houston, Texas team. I expected my boys to come out of there with a win, especially at home. But C.J. Stroud, he had a hell of a game, 20 of 30 for 280 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, I mean, I don't know what the hell we were doing. I mean, I, it, I mean, and you, you would probably put this up, too, as a trap game, like you, you always say. But, I mean, it was. I just don't know. I don't know why they would have lost this game. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm just, I was so pissed off on Sunday, you know, it was 14 to nothing and 17 to nothing. And I was like, at that point when it was 17 to nothing, I was like, this one's over. There's no way the Jaguars don't come from behind and win games. I mean, you're the Jaguars. You guys been good since well, all of last year. You were good. Um, you were a top team last year in AFC. Yous were looking ahead over the Texans, 0-2 Texans, um, to you got Falcons, not that they're anything. Um, you probably were overlooking them too, and you're getting ready for the Bills, and 
um, possibly the Colts and, you know, down the stretch, you're worried about it. Just like I'm going to talk about with my Dallas team. That's what good teams do. Um, not that they should, but that's what good teams do. And every year you're going to run into a game like this where you're like, you were good. You're good up into this game. And you're like, what the hell happened? And nothing yeah. happened. You, you, it was just, you weren't prepared. You ever go, you ever play a sport in your life and you're playing a, a team that you know is just dog shit. So you don't, if you practice or whatever, you don't, you joke around, you fuck around, you, you don't, you don't take practices as serious. And you know what I mean? That's, that's still a real thing in the NFL. You hear from all these players and stuff, you don't take them serious. And yeah. then you get, you get I mean, some humble, humble pie because, because yeah. Owen two team, Owen two team is going to be aggressive. They're going to throw all over you. They're not going to be afraid to take any risks. They're going to go forward on fourth down. They don't give a shit. I mean, you guys were 0 2 as well, but like we talked about earlier, there's a difference between 0 2 Texans and 0 2 Jags. You know what I mean? Jags, you still feel like they could turn it around and come back. Oh, no, you were 1 1. I'm sorry. You were 1 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but regardless, they're two different things, two different teams, and you didn't have any hope in CJ Shroud. Um, and. He turned it around, and he looked pretty good against a really good defense, or what we think is good so far. But I, yeah. I, I wouldn't get upset about it. And much like my Cowboys, um, you know, you you bury the footage and move on to the next week. <laughs> yeah, oh and oh, try yeah. to go one and zero next week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I feel like even if it's you know uh, you're going up against a poor team, you you, you prepare for the opponent. And maybe you know, maybe they did look ahead and wrote this team, Texans team off because they were expecting to win this one. And then the Texans came in there and kind of smacked them in the mouth. Um, but yeah, I, I was upset about this one. Not very impressed with the Jaguars, the way they played on Sunday. Uh, and they, they need to turn things around. They can't continue to play like that. Yeah. I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, not like he played a terrible game, but you had a you had a run game going. Um, I just I don't know. Anytime you see to me, anytime you see your tight end, the lead uh, receiver in a, in a game, you're just dumping it off too much. And I don't know. I don't usually like to see that, and I like to see more attempts downfield and stuff. I mean, look at their receiver. They had Tank Dell. <laughs> Tank Dell. Uh, a third round pick from this year on from Houston uh go five catches 145 yards on your on your they were just bombing it man i, I don't yeah. know what what the what the air yardage on that was but it, he definitely didn't have 145 after catch um so i mean he was bombing it on him so yeah what you got to do you got to take more risks downfield and i just feel like jaguars weren't they weren't prepared for that, and it showed. And they yeah. they need to step it up because, like you said, they're going into a Falcons game this weekend that's going to be, you know, similar. They're probably not expecting to see much out of this Falcons team. And you know, if they, no, I, I don't think you'd make that mistake twice, especially back to back. I, you know, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be the Jaguars <laughs> because I've seen <laughs> I've seen it for over twenty five years now, and. Like they just need to get prepared for this Falcons game. It's in London. 
So, I mean, you know, it's already going to be a little yeah, bit of a struggle right. there. Be, yeah, it's already going to be a little bit of a struggle there because of the time difference and, you know, all that noise. So, just they, they got to prepare. They got to come prepared for this one. At least it's a neutral field and yeah. both teams have to, you know, struggle with the same thing. So, I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Uh, but, yeah, I think they'll be fine. You don't – the trap teams don't come back to back. It's a game where you look over them <laughs> and – that's the end of it, and they won't be overlooking Atlanta. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to blow them out, but they're not going to overlook them. Yeah, I, I sure as hell hope not. All right, next game up on the slate, Indianapolis traveled to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Minshew Mania went in there as the starting quarterback and led his Colts team to a 22-19 to victory in overtime over the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I want, this is one of the games I watched on Sunday. Yeah, it was raining. It was cold in Baltimore. Um, you know, the Colts are a dome team, so they're not used to the elements of the weather, really. Um, but Gardner Minshew looked pretty good. I thought he had a pretty good game. He was 27 of 44, 227 yards and a touchdown. And then Zach Moss, their starting running back for the Colts, had 30 carries on the ground for 122 yards. So this, te- this, this Colts team looked pretty good against a pretty tough Baltimore team. You know, I, I was fully expecting Baltimore to come out of this one with a victory. Yeah, Colts really. Uh, I don't know. They're they're like a team. They're just random. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss is really stepping into that Jonathan Taylor role really nice, and I think it's kind of showing. I think it's a bad look for Jonathan Taylor to be honest. It's showing how good their front five on offense really is, and um, I just I just love to watch them run the ball. I mean, they're strong. They push, they bully people around up front. Yeah. Um, uh, and like you said, Ravens never had a, have a defense to really mess around with. They're always tough defense. And I thought they played pretty well. Um, Lamar Jackson, we praised him last week and, you know, he kind of stepped back in his passing game this week, but I mean, he had 101 yards on the ground. Um, that's, you know, whatever works for you, buddy. But I liked <laughs> when he was uh, a mix of both. I think it was more effective. Um, right. And now he just showed that if you're going to play running back, you might as well just be a running back because they need a quarterback as well. And that's where they lacked. I mean, Zay Flowers and Nelson Aguilar, neither of them had 50 yards. Um, I just don't know why they took a step back from the game plan they played last week. But I don't know. I think they learned a lesson and they need to continue to pass the ball. And he did at least doing it efficiently. I don't know. What's, what was yeah, his yeah. Uh, completion percentage that game? 73%. So I don't yeah, know why was, they stopped passing the ball. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, like, if you look at the stats from this game, you know, you would have thought Lamar Jackson won this one. I mean, he, like I said, he had two scores on the ground, over 100 yards rushing. Yeah. 73% completion. So, I mean, statistically, he looked all right. I mean, but they only put up 19 points. I mean, there were a couple throws he missed uh, with that he should have made. Like I said, it was raining pretty good on Sunday. So, obviously, that has a little bit of, a, of an effect on You're the right. passing game. I, I did forget about that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, the Colts, who aren't used to playing in, in the weather like the Baltimore Ravens are, came in to Baltimore in the rain and won this one. So can you really blame the weather? Yes, to an extent. But at the same time, if you have a dome team coming in and winning, you know, you can't really necessarily blame the elements. 
66 completion percentage, throwing 44 times, and he's not even a regular starter. You know, I I, I don't know that you yeah. can really blame weather too much. Um, we did have a hurricane, tropical storm thing up here in the Northeast, so that's what the bad weather was from. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I tuned into the game here and there. I just didn't like the, the – the way they were handling it, especially in the fourth quarter, I just thought they could have uh, done better in the passing attack. But yeah, it was back know, and forth we'll for a while. But yeah, it was it was. Yeah. I mean, it was it was close. Overtime victory. Over yeah, overtime was good. They went back and forth a little bit in overtime until the Colts eventually ended up kicking the game the field, goal. field goal. But yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. Close. It was you know ground and pound there for a while. But yeah, I, I it was one yeah. of the ones I enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. All right, next game up, the Carolina Panthers traveled to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Seahawks defeated the Panthers thirty-seven to twenty-seven in this one. Uh, Bryce Young, first overall pick in the draft for the Carolina Panthers, did not play in this one. He was out with an injury, so Andy Dalton stepped up to start this game. And Andy Dalton was thirty-four of fifty-eight, three hundred and sixty-one yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. So, Andy Dalton didn't really play a bad game, and neither did Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, um, I'm sorry, Miles Sanders was nine carries, 24 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, he didn't really have that great of a game. But, I mean, he did score. Andy Dalton looked pretty good uh, filling in for Bryce Young. So, I mean, the offense here, they were able to put up 27 points, but the defense just didn't help him out at all. Yeah, Miles Sanders, he's not – he does not really – you know, doing what he was brought on to do. I don't know. Right. <laughs> he has he has 139 yards on the season so far, and one touchdown. I mean, that's not that's not good at all. Uh, people get that in a in a game. So <laughs> that's he's not really a help at all on this team. And then uh, um, Andy Dalton did really good. I thought he did fine. Adam Thielen had 145 yards and. DJ Chark had his best game yet this season at 86 yards. Thielen looks young again that game. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Geno Smith. He's a good, solid quarterback. I kind of like him. Uh, I think they got they got a good quarterback there with him. Um, and Kenneth Walker, he had 100 yards almost on the ground. And DK Metcalf, you know, he over 100. So close game for the most part. Um just Seahawks were just a little bit better. Um, I think it came down to maybe defense on that one, but yeah. And I, I really like Geno Smith, you know, from last year, you know, and what we've seen so far this year. I mean, and I, I was, I wasn't one that was on, on board with the Geno Smith thing, but now he's starting to kind of prove me wrong here. And uh, he's doing really well for this Seattle Seahawks team. And, you know, I even think he's a better option than if Russell Wilson was still there. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I sure. really like what I really like what Gino's doing here. And, you know, Kenneth Walker, I mean, he's playing lights out right now, too. So, I mean, this, this this Seattle offense is just, you know, one of the better ones in the league right now. And I think they can continue to have a lot of success. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, can so catch, too. He's, he's good on the air. So, yeah. You know, and obviously they got Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and, you know, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba now. They're a good so, team. I, mean, I, I just yeah. – they just 
they're just unfortunately in the same division as 49ers. And right. Yeah. So you have to get that wild card spot because they're just not going to keep up with the 49ers for sure. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, their, their defense isn't, you know, nearly anything to talk about. I mean, they drafted Witherspoon in the first round, you know. But other than him, I mean, they really don't have too many, uh, you know, too much talent on this defense, which is really what's hurting yeah. them. I mean, they allowed Andy Dalton and the Panthers to put up 27 points. So, I mean, I think if they can turn things around on defense, this team can be pretty dangerous because of the weapons that they have on offense. But, I mean, I, I like Seattle. I think that they're, you know, they're definitely going to make the playoffs this year. I, and I think we're going to see some good things from them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they get that wild card spot. There's going to be a lot of teams looking for that. So yeah. I don't know if they have what it takes, but it's only week three. I think they, I think they do, yeah. All right, next game up on the slate. Chicago traveled to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs whomped the Bears 41-10 to in this game. And I know we talked a little earlier about, you know, who was the worst team in the NFL, the Bears or the, the Broncos and – you know, the, the Chicago Bears are making a pretty good point for that one. Um, Justin Fields, I don't know. I feel, I feel bad for Justin Fields because I don't know what the hell this kid's doing. You know, passing, he was 11 for 22, so 50%. Didn't even have 100 yards passing. Only threw for 99 yards. One touchdown, one interception. And, you know, this is a guy we talked about who's you know, runs a lot too, but he only had 11 carries for 47 yards on the ground and no touchdown. Um so this Bears offense and defense, you know, but just both sides of the ball look absolutely awful. Uh, you know, and on the other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes, 24-33, 272, three touchdowns. I mean, so the Chiefs came came in there and took care of business, but, you know, we fully expected them to against the Chicago Bears team. Yeah, I mean, what was the – I'm trying to find the time of possession because I, I don't know how you – here it is. Uh, Chiefs had it for 36 minutes to 23 minutes. I mean, that's 23 minutes. You should still have over 99 yards. I don't right. know what is going on. I mean, they only had 11 first downs. It's just getting off the field on third down. The third down efficiency, there were four for 12. Um, that is so bad. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they have to. They have to figure something out here. I mean, He's using his legs, but are they using it at the right time? I have no idea. This is he seemed to like he was improving at the end of last season, especially in his passing game. And then we then they picked up DJ Moore in the offseason and uh, Chase Claypool. So I thought they would I thought he would trend in the right direction. It just seems like it's not moving anywhere, so it's getting worse and worse and worse, and it's now it's just snowballing. Bears fans are lighting his jerseys on fire, and they're 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 dumb. I mean, I wouldn't jump ship 100 percent yet. Um, on Justin Fields, I'm talking about, and the Bears right. Bears are done. Um, yeah, but Justin Fields, I think he'll pick it back up. I just think it's a really bad start to a season, and it just kills your team, and your team loses faith in you. And I think yeah. he'll he'll get it back. Um, yeah, but, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know that this is Justin Fields' fault. That what's happening to this team? I mean, their their defense is just trash. To be honest with you, they're garbage. Um, and this coaching staff, Matt Eberflus, their head coach, I would I would fire him 
you know, he doesn't even deserve to finish the season. He might be fired shortly. Yeah. Yeah. And I would be fully on board with that because, you know, look at what they've done. They only won three games last year. They're on pace to do that again. Maybe not even three games this year. I mean, at a certain point when your head coach is three and 17 now, you know, in his coaching record there, I mean, what, what else can you do? Did did Bear fire mid season? I mean, they, I, I don't know if they I have. Know a lot of teams are like, like, they don't like to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, what, what, at 0 and 3, the way this team's looking, you know, they're not going to do much better than they did last year, possibly even worse. I mean, what would be the point of keeping the head coach there? You know? Yeah. And you've seen flashes at the end of last season of Justin Fields where he, he was making good plays and he's, yeah. he's the best runner running quarterback in football last year by far. Um, so I don't know. I don't get it. I just uh, – I, I don't. They have a better team than what they had last year. But, I mean, Kansas City, you know, typical game. You don't even really got to talk about them. Uh, right, Travis yeah. and Kelsey had an awesome Tra- game watching Taylor Travis Swift, Swift in the stands. Yeah, Travis Swift. Travis Swift, Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm that's sick all of you see about now. that. Yeah, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm so tired of it, too. I mean, it's cool, but I'm not a Swift fan or whatever. But Me either. It's, all right. Now it's not, I think it's more of a publicity stunt. Yeah. And now it's like maybe it is actually turning into a relationship. But I think it first started out like, hey, you know, a publicity stunt kind of. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe not. But. Just I don't know. Even Blaine yeah. Blaine, Blaine Gabbert got in on the action with two interceptions at the end of the game. Yeah. He threw five times and had two interceptions. <laughs> uh. Hey, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert has a Super Bowl ring because Tom Brady's backup in Tampa. <laughs> so oh, yeah, and, he sure does. But they, so does Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, hey, but at least Carson Wentz played like eleven games that year too. So. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, there's there's not much we have, need to say about the Chiefs. I mean, they they look this game, honestly, with the way the Chiefs played week one and week two, where they were kind of sluggish. I think they needed this game. This was more, <laughs> and I hate I I don't want to harp too much on the Bears, but I mean, I think this was more of a practice for the Chiefs. I mean, they just yeah. came in and took care of business, and you know they they needed this game to get back on track to where the Chiefs you know are and what what kind of team they are. So. I think we're going to start to see the Chiefs kind of, you know, light it up like they did last year after this game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's the Bears, so it can go either direction. Yeah. All right. Next game up, Matt. I'm sorry. We're going to have to talk about it. The Dallas Cowboys traveled to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and they did and they not destroyed come out them. of there. Did not come out of there victorious. The Cardinals <laughs> will beat the Cowboys 28 to 16. Um, Dak didn't look terrible in this one. 25 of 40, 249 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, Tony Pollard kind of turned things around. He had 23 carries on the ground for 122 yards. And then uh, Rico, how do you say that? Dodal? Doddle? Doddle, yeah. Third, Doddle. yeah. He was the, the the second leading carrying man with four carries and 21 yards on the ground. So, yeah, I know you're going to chalk this one up to your, your – uh, 
your game here. I mean, there's stuff that needs. It, it, it was a. I mean, I, I, you could ask my wife. Um, I called this before <laughs> it even happened. I, I thought they were going to win it, but I thought it was going to be a really ugly win. Um, I just felt like Arizona, the James Connor, um, uh, Hollywood Brown, they're Zachers. They're just not a terrible roster, and. Everyone was hyping up the Cowboys so much, and then when they're favored by 12, 12 points, it's like this is turn. This is getting to their heads. I know it. And yeah, got I a mean, slice of that humble pie. Um, I mean, this is bad play calling all around on offense. Um, Dak definitely could have used his legs more, so I do blame him for that. I think yeah. he could have had a touchdown or two with his legs. Um, but I mean, I rewatched the game twice because uh, I'm a weirdo and every every nearly every passing down everyone was covered bad um, like very covered especially in the red zone they had I don't know what they were in the red zone but they were what was it Red zone, one for five in the red zone. Uh, very bad. Um, and that interception at the end of the game didn't cost them the game, and they are very little hope to win anyways. But it was Dak trying to make a pass, make something out of nothing. And yeah. that's what that's what turnovers um, – that's what leads to turnovers when your team is covered like that. Arizona just – it's Arizona was just ready, man. They are ready for a dogfight and – they were being, like I said about the Jags, they took every risk that they could take. Um, they didn't even have to go for it on fourth down at all um, because they were so aggressive and the defense just couldn't stop them. I mean, they put up 400 total yards. Uh, they were popping off eight and a half, seven and a half yards per play, or yeah, per play. And they had two and a quarter on the ground. So, I mean, they were getting seven. Point four yards per rush. That's how much they were gashing this defense, and I think the defense will definitely turn around. Not worried about it. Dallas yeah. had three three out of their five offensive linemen not starting. So Mike McCarthy said he was trying to play more vanilla just because of that alone on the offense. I'm not too worried about it. I don't think it changes anything. Like I said with the Jaguars, but sometimes it's nice to just get your ass whooped. So yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Cardinals just really say. Yeah, the Cardinals definitely came prepared for that one. They were trying to make a statement. Yeah. yeah. All right. The Sunday night game was Pittsburgh traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Pittsburgh beat the Raiders 23-18. to This one was tough for the Raiders. Jimmy G, my boy Jimmy G, threw three interceptions in that game. So this Steelers defense, they, they came to play on Sunday night against Las Vegas. Um, I mean – not really much you could say about that one. Kenny Pickett it was sixteen to twenty eight, two hundred thirty five yards and two touchdowns. And Najee Harris had nineteen carries on the ground for sixty five yards. So I mean, this definitely was Pittsburgh's defense. That, that's the reason they won the game. Like I said, they picked off Jimmy G three times, which really helps the team win when you can pick off the quarter the opposing quarterback three times. So I mean, they they came to win this one. Yeah, uh, Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. Um, the Levi Wallace got two interceptions off him, and Patrick got the other one. And 
Minka Fitzpatrick had a hell of a game too. Their yeah. their defense is just insane. DJ TJ Watt, he had two sacks, you know, a typical game for him. Yeah. Um their defense is pretty legit. Um and it might be shaping up to be one of the better defenses in the AFC. I wish they've always had good defenses. Yeah. And that was pretty much the difference in the game. I mean, they turn the ball over three times in the air. <clears throat> you can't always expect to win. But on the other flip side of that, Devontae Adams still had 13 catches <laughs> Dude, for 172 yards. So I don't understand that. He really um, picked him up in fantasy. is just going to have a phenomenal year. <laughs> they really need to get Josh Jacobs going and going. And he's really been – he was the leading rusher last year, I think. Yeah, um, and I'd really like to see them get him going. And he just seems like he's not making enough of a footprint uh, of an impact on on this team yet. And I think that's their downfall right now. Yeah, um, I would like to see him get going I mean, too. They still have the same decent defense, um, Marcus Peters and Max Crosby, and you know. <clears throat> so I I I don't think they're they're far off. Um, they're one and two. Um, I'm not writing any of these teams off. Obviously not Steelers, but uh, <clears throat> Jimmy G will get back to what he's doing best. And if he can get Josh Jacobs going, get a little play action going, um, help Jimmy G out a little bit instead of putting everything on his shoulders, you know, I think he'll be better off. All right. Yeah, I agree. All right. So the first of the two Monday night games was the Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Eagles did come out of this one with a 25-11 to 11 victory. But Jalen Hurts was 23-37, 277 yards. He had a touchdown but did throw two interceptions. And then Jalen Hurts had 10 carries on the night for only 28 yards, but he did also have a touchdown running the ball. So in my opinion – this is just my opinion. I think the Eagles are the worst undefeated team yet in the league. Because, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's just not playing the way he was last year. I mean, we and we can see that. Like I said, he's only, he only had 28 yards I mean, on the ground. It's a new offensive coordinator, too. And, you know, True. It, like, you know, it's that's going to be a big difference. Uh, and they are leaning more towards on the running game now. Um, I mean, the only reason he has any touchdowns at all is because they're getting down there with DeAndre Swift, and then they're doing that stupid tush push to get yeah pad Jalen Hurts stats. Yep, I, I don't know why they do that. I mean, just let DeAndre Swift get his touchdowns. It's, yeah, that to me that would piss me off if I was him. Um, <clears throat> but you're right; they are the last undefeated. They are the worst undefeated team, um, which isn't a bad thing because I mean they're still undefeated. Right. But uh. Jalen Hurts didn't have a good game. It was a very slow game, very boring game. Uh, it's just no, not a lot of scoring, um, just kind of working the clock and ground and pound. Uh, <clears throat> Tampa, you know, just couldn't really get anything going, couldn't get Rashad White going, <clears throat> couldn't get their passing game going. The Eagles defense was just kind of controlling the game the whole time, and that's just what it came down to. Um AJ yeah, Brown, he's just ridiculous. His yards after the catch is insane, yeah. man. He just you can throw him the ball and he just bodies people over. He's massive. Yeah. Um, I mean this to me like this, I think he's this their is, best player on their team. Yeah, he's he's very good. Like I said, he's got that he's got that DK Metcalf size and speed or that Calvin Johnson side size and speed where he's just he's big 
physical receiver, but he's quick. And, yeah. uh, you know, this was, a, I thought this was a really good game early on, like first quarter, early second quarter. You know, it was close. Super they close. were going back and forth for a while. And I thought this was actually going to be a game, but then the Eagles kind of separated themselves, especially after halftime half from the <clears> Bucks. <throat> um, and unfortunately, Their it was defense too, just tuned it yeah, up. Yeah. Too little, too late for the Bucks. They weren't able to, you know, come back in, in this one and win. But yeah. Like I said, I thought it was a pretty good game early on there, first quarter, halfway through second quarter, where it was back and forth for a while. I thought this was going to be a close one at the end. But then again, like I said, the Eagles kind of separated themselves from the Bucks and kind of pulled away with this one. Yeah, and what separates Philly from other teams is that fourth down right. that they go for. <clears throat> and even Doug Peterson did that there. Um, but now that they have that where they push Jalen – that really helps them, even though I don't like that play. I think it should be banned. It's a rugby play. Yeah. And it used to be banned, and it um, it's not anymore. And I think it will be again soon, just because it's not very good for TV. It's not very good for entertainment. Yeah. Um, there's no way to stop it. And uh, no. um, they say, well, why don't other teams do it? Well, but it's also a lot of risk behind it. You're falling onto all of your linemen. Uh I don't know. It's just not a good play and doesn't look good for entertainment. But um, that separates them a lot. I mean, that saves drives. They were two for three in fourth down efficiency. Um, and a lot of times they're even more than that. They'll have five attempts of it. And, you know, they're four or five or five or five. That's yeah. huge. That's that's stealing. That's stealing possessions per se. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a big, big thing. Um, and when they do that, I really – I really would would have liked them to see them overchain, overturn that rule and see where Eagles would have went with that. Not being a hater, but I'm saying that is such an advantage um, going for it on fourth down with that play. You know what I mean? I think, do, you, do you agree? I, I agree. I think the Eagles would probably, even if they did ban it, the Eagles would still probably run the quarterback sneaks, though. They just wouldn't be allowed to push Jalen. You know, But I, that's I, I, not I, nearly as effective as a uh, – Right, I, but I think they would still run that quarterback sneak with Jalen. Oh, for sure. Even if, yeah, but you know, yeah, like you said, it's kind of impossible to stop because there's just literally. I mean, they're a getting pile three yards right out of it. Yeah, yeah. There's literally a pile. What right do you there do? And they're just pushing Jalen right through it. So, I mean, and I they're, think they're laying down for him to like crawl on, so he never touches the ground. That, and, uh, that's. That's I how you get the yardage. <laughs> like at a certain point, I think they're going to start to look at banning it if somebody gets seriously injured. You know, like you said, it, it, it it's what be, it's going to come down to. It can't be good for the quarterback. He's literally in the middle yeah. of you know ten, three hundred and fifty pound guys, and he's being pushed from behind, pushed from in front. You know, something's bound to happen there where somebody's going to get severely injured, and then they're going to say, "Oh, maybe we should think about." You know, reviewing that and think about banning it, but I mean, yeah, I, I, don't I, like I, it I just, I just, do you think it's good for entertainment? I mean, outside of being an Eagles no, I, fan, it's, it's ugly. I, I don't think, think anybody likes it. Yeah, it it's looks ugly. ugly. I, it looks bad yeah. for the sport. It looks like while you're watching rugby, it's a rugby play, <laughs> yeah. and I just, I think it's very bad for the sport. It's ugly. I just. And there's no way to defend defend it, and I think other teams no. aren't picking up on it and starting to practice it because they know it's going to be banned. 
Um, and I think more people are surprised it hasn't been banned yet than anything. So, you know, I think that's why teams haven't like started practicing. It's just like, well, it's going to be banned soon anyways, because it, apparently up until 2005, it was banned. You can't push a running back from behind. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did away with that. And I feel like if they did away with it, Eagles will try to find another loophole. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. There's always a goddamn loophole with them. It's like, yeah. just play the fucking game. No, I, I don't know. I'd also like to see a lot of things changed. Like, uh, I'd like to see us get more back to uh, more passing quarterbacks, you know, more yeah. of the passing league. Make some of these, um, you know, <clears throat> what do you call it? These QB draws and stuff. Make some rules around it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how you would, but. I'd like to see I mean, it get more I, yeah, back I, to a quarterback I, league. I agree, but like you can't really regulate stuff like that because at a certain point you're like you can't like there's too many rules. Like I think if if a quarterback wants to run the ball, let him run the ball. But I would like to see more of a pocket passer. You know, that's that's just how I feel. But I don't think you you make rules around it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like play action. Make play action a little bit, uh, a little tougher rules on play action. I don't know. Yeah, All right. I don't know. I, maybe I mean maybe we will. Every year they they come up with new rules. So because every yeah. year we're coming closer to everyone being a Lamar Jackson and just driving me right. nuts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> soon, still, soon you're just going to be watching high school football. You still have your your, your stereotypical pocket passers in the league, like your Joe Burrow, uh, Matt Stafford, guys like that. I mean. It's not very common, though. Yeah, I know, but we still have him. Just you can yeah. even make a case for Justin Herbert too. He's a pocket passer. Justin Herbert, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Joe Burrow scrambles sometimes. Uh, even Cousins. Patrick Mahomes runs a little bit more than what I what I like, but I guess he just he does it enough to where yeah. it's, it's <laughs> kind of perfect. Like I want a scrambling quarterback, but I don't want I don't want every other play to be. Yeah, 101 Pat- yards Patrick of scrambling. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is pass first, run second, whereas guys For like sure. yeah. Lamar and Jalen are run first, pass second. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess maybe we're just too old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, get, we're getting up there in that, that football age. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Second and final game for Monday night and the final game of week three was the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And the Bengals snuck out of there with a 19-16 to victory over the Rams. This one was kind of a snooze fest. You know, other than Matt Stafford, you know, throwing two picks to the Bengals defense, Joe Burrow did not throw any touchdowns. He threw an interception, though. Is Joe Burrow – now, he hasn't played <laughs> – up to nearly where we want to see him. I mean, he's got, what, two touchdowns, two interceptions on the season so far in three games. Do you think he's going to turn things around? Do you think this is related to that calf injury, or is this the Joe Burrow we're going to see this year? I think it's his, I think it's his first big slump year. I mean, you got to have a slump year sometimes, right? Um, I, I don't – I know he had – I, I know he had a late start last year. I want to say, didn't he? Yeah. I want to say he did have a, like it went like a yeah, one and they, two they or something last year. Two last year, yeah, yeah, something like that. But I think he's just having a little bit of slump, and I'm sure the calf isn't helping at all. I also think he's looking for um, Chase too much. I mean, I love when they target their top receivers more, 
But I mean, spread the ball around a little bit, right. show some love. Um, right. I like like the, every team has a lot of the teams have these chases and um, Devonte Adams where they put up a hundred some yards every game. But when you're struggling, let's just spread the ball around. Let's get the run game going a little bit better. It's not very Joe Mixon hasn't been himself as well. Just this whole team needs to. It's not just Joe Burrow, but he's definitely a big aspect of it. Um, I mean, he, he – I don't really know what to say about him. It's just when I watch him, it's not like he's like a, like an ugly throw, like he lost his touch, and he still looks like the same Joe Burrow at times. I just – I don't know. Yeah, maybe I he's don't... just struggling to see things right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's nec- – and maybe – Maybe he's still trying to find his groove because he didn't play any preseason and he missed the majority of training camp because of that injury. So I mean, yeah, too. Week one, week one was his first action, you know, this season. So I mean, yeah, they did win Monday night. They are one and two now, but it was a nineteen to sixteen victory where Joe Burrow didn't have any scores and threw an interception. So I don't know if I'd be too concerned about this team yet. Um, but if they would have lost this game on Monday night and you know started the season zero and three, then I probably would have started going towards hitting the yeah. panic button, especially when you're in the division with the Browns, whose defense is playing really well. Pittsburgh's defense just you know came up big on right. Sunday night against the Raiders, and then of course Baltimore is going to be a, you know a decent team every year. So I mean, this is a tough division for them to play in, and I think if they don't start to pick it up soon and get back on track, they're not going to win the division and they're going to, you know, take a chance of missing out on the playoffs as well. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't write them off yet because we know how efficient they can be. So they, they, yeah. like we said last year was a slow start too. So we'll see. And then Matt Stafford, you know, typical Matt Stafford, yeah. 35 interceptions, one touchdown. Um, Cooper cup comes back soon. So be a little bit better of a team. Yeah. That's the thing about Matt Stafford too. Like everybody says, Oh, he throws a lot of interceptions. Well, if you remember the year they won the Super Bowl two years ago, he led the league in interceptions. He threw a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can't write, you can't write the Rams off just because Matt Stafford's throwing interceptions. Cause that's kind of his bread and butter right there. That's, that's what he does. He throws yeah. interceptions, but they still manage to win games. Yep. All right, so that's going to do it for the week three games. Now we are going to quickly go over the week four matchups and give our predictions. Now the first game is going to be the Thursday night matchup between the Lions and the Packers. I'm going to go with Detroit on this one, even though they're traveling the Green Bay, like we keep saying. I think they're the better team. And, you know, with what Jordan Love did last week, I don't see them beating the Lions on Thursday night. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Second half, Lions take off, they win. All right, next up, the Falcons and the Jaguars are traveling to London. This game is going to be on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Um, on ESPN+. Plus. Um, I'm going to go with the Jags. I know I just talked a lot of shit about my team, you know, with them losing to the Texans, but I don't think they're going to lose back-to-back games, and I'm going to take them to beat the Falcons. Agreed. I don't think I think they bounce back easily, very easily. Now, this, this next one is going to be a little bit tougher. I mean, the Dolphins travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. I am going to go with the Dolphins in this one, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like a three or, three or four-point victory for the Dolphins. 
Um, I'm actually going to take the Bills. I think they're going to humble the Dolphins a little bit. Um, bring them back down to earth. Uh, super close game. Win by a field goal. Real late, maybe even overtime. All right. All right. This next one would probably be the game of the week. The Broncos traveling to Chicago <laughs> yeah. to take on the Bears. Um, this is tough, man. I, I think I'm going to have to go with the Broncos in this one. I just think they're a little slightly better than the Bears. After their ass whooping, yeah, you definitely have to go with the Broncos. Bears go to 0 4. Yeah. All right, next one up. Ravens traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. This one's going to be a tough one, too. It's going to be a battle of the defenses, I think. But since it's at home for Cleveland, I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. Yeah, like we just said, their defense is really good. and I think they're going to put a hurting on Lamar, and I think they're going to stop the ground game, pretty much shut it down, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with the Browns as well. All right. Next up, the Bengals travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. With the way the ba- or, I'm sorry, with the way the Titans played last week, where they didn't really do anything on offense, I'm going to say the Bengals are going to take this one and, and go two and two. Yep, this is the Bengals. I guess you, even after a win, you'd say a bounce back game look a little bit better, and people start getting a little bit more optimistic. Right. All right, next game up. The Rams are traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Now, it does look like Anthony Richardson is going to be back and start this game on Sunday. Um, so I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Colts in this one at home. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Rams on this. I think they'll uh, they'll get this. I just like the quarterback situation a little bit better. And uh, I'm not a big Matt Stafford fan, but I just feel like the Rams will pull this out. All right, next up, the Buccaneers travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Derek Carr, probably not going to be playing this one, so I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers on the road to win this one. Um, I'm going to go with Buccaneers as well. I think they've been playing a pretty solid game. Um, They'll bounce back after the Eagles' loss, and Saints, we don't know what their quarterback situation is at. All right, the Commanders are traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. I'm definitely going to go with the Eagles in this one, especially the way the Commanders looked last week against the Bills where you know Sam Howell threw four picks. I just don't see him doing any better against that strong Philadelphia defense. Yeah, I think it's a be close divisional game, um, but a battle of the defenses really, but Eagles will win this. All right, Minnesota travels to Carolina to take on the Panthers. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to get their first win of the season against the Panthers. Easy win, in my opinion. Vikings. All right, Steelers travel to Houston to take on the Texans. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett and the Steelers' defense to beat the Texans in Houston. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be your upset. I think Texans are going to win. Really? All right, yep. all right, I can see. Not by all much. Right. <laughs> the Raiders, Ra- uh, Raiders are going to travel to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, with that game Jimmy G had last week where he threw three picks and the game that Justin or, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert had where he threw four touchdowns, I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one at home. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Give me Chargers. Two and two. Okay. Patriots, Zeke is coming home to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Uh, I don't see the Cowboys dropping two in a row. Um, And, you know, the Patriots only put up 15 points last week against the Jets. Uh, I'm going to say the Cowboys at home on this one. Yep. Cowboys all the way. 
They'll be win by two scores easily. Yeah. All right. Cardinals traveled to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, I don't see the Cardinals doing anything against the San Fran defense. Uh, I expect this to be a blowout win for the 49ers. Couldn't agree more. Blowout. Arizona right. will get humbled after their upset. All right. And the Chiefs are then traveling to New Jersey to take on the Jets. I think that the Chiefs are going to have a big day. I think Zach Wilson is going to do god-awful again. Um, and I I think the Chiefs are going to have a big win here. Yep, easy win. Zach right. Wilson won't get anything going again. Nope. And then your last game of week four is the Monday night game. The Seahawks traveling to New Jersey to take on the Giants. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this one. You know, they put up 37 points last week. The Giants just have not looked like the Giants from last year. I'm definitely going to go with the Seahawks in this one. I'm actually going to go Giants. Um, they're going to be in MetLife, and I think uh, Saquon has a chance to play with the high ankle sprain, and I think they figure out a little bit. Um, Seahawks, you know, I don't know. I just feel like Giants can pull this one off. This is the games that they usually win. All right. I think you're a little brave taking the Giants on that one, but I don't know. That was your upset of the week, I guess. Yep. <laughs> All right, folks. So that is going to do it for another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. Don't forget to watch week four matchups. We're going to talk to you guys next week about the matchups from week four and then go into the week five matchups. But that's going to be it for us. Don't forget to follow and listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Late Hit Pro Football Radio. And follow us on Twitter at Late Hit PFR. Matt is at Matt PFR, and I am at T underscore Luddy. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks, everyone.